Place your bets, you jack wagons. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy, live from Radio Row in uh, beautiful and sun-splashed Phoenix, Arizona. This is uh, the Fade 5 Podcast, uh, presented by Suavecito Tequila. It is a hashtag tequila Thursday. It is. How has your week... By the way, uh, uh, we because we're recording here live on Radio Row, no, like, fancy music or anything, so I'm going to... I will drop into uh, Big Boom Voice Guy as we go through. Yeah. Because the Wi-Fi sucks. The Wi-Fi sucks. So us trying to do any, us trying to actually make this podcast sound really cool, other than just our two lovely voices, is just not going to happen. How has your week been? Uh, it's been incredible. Went to the Grand Canyon, New Mexico State game last night, nice. and it was an amazing, rollicking experience. Uh, the Havocs were loud. Uh, they were obnoxious in the greatest way possible, and more importantly, my friend. GCU has hit the over now in 11, 11. straight games. I was over on the total 141 and a half, and I had a little uh, action sprinkled on the spread. They were laying six and a half at tip, and they end up covering. So it was a wonderful and profitable night right here in Phoenix. Great I university. I, I love that you were able to be there. We've talked about Grand Canyon on the pod in the past. And now you got to go and be there in person. I that got to was whack awesome. off. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> by the way, I'm disappointed that you, Brad, uh, and I do not have an entourage like Stephen A. Smith does. No, he, yeah, Folks, he's got an entourage. Stephen A. Smith has a bigger entourage than Gronk did when yeah. he walked in. Yeah. That Steve, sounds about right. Stephen A. is out of control. He's just out of control. That's crazy, man. And, and you I know, would be happy, like... I would be happy with just like a groupie. Uh, he he yes. had he had like Stephen A had like fifteen. Gronk Gronk had about a half a dozen, but Stephen A's got about fifteen people around him. Yeah, I can say USAA money isn't as strong as we thought yeah, it was with Gronk. Uh, let's get a super not. duper prop of the day in okay. on this pod since we're here uh, with the backdrop of Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Uh, kickers are indeed people. Yes, they are. And I've, I've been looking at this special teams market, and one of the props available to Bet MGM immediately leapt off the screen. I'm taking the over 45 and a half yards, the longest field goal. Doesn't matter if it's Jake Elliott, Bucker, uh, somebody gets hurt, maybe it's like a third string quarterback. It doesn't matter. It seems I know both teams are peak efficient inside the red zone, but you know maybe a drive bogs down. Uh, you know, you're kicking from uh, the 36-yard line. That's a 46-yard field goal, and we're in. We're rolling in the cash. So I like the over there. What do you say? Um, I like the over in that one. I, I think I shared this uh, either earlier this week, last week. I can't remember. I also found uh, a prop, and I wish I could remember which book it was, that was each team mm. to have a 33-yard or longer field goal for both teams to have a field goal of 33 yards or more. Uh, yes. And it was plus odds. Uh, you, please and thank you. Yeah. And I think what it is is that they're playing off of what you just talked about, that these teams are so efficient in the red zone. The question is, are they going to, you know, is it is are they going to roll the dice? Are they going for it? Are they trying to get the touchdowns or are they going to kick? Um, I think we're going to see some movement between the 20s, and then I think I think it wouldn't surprise me to see some drives bogged down. These two teams have good defenses. Yeah, they do. So take the over 45 and a half yards, longest field goal made available at BetMGM on this hashtag Tequila Thursday. Bartender, bartender, pour us another edition of the Fade Five.
number five. Oh, man. Angelic deep voice there from uh, audio great Nathaniel <laughs> Lundy. Numero Seco on the countdown today. Usually I feature all college basketball selections all the time, but I'm going the NBA. Okay. Uh, there might have been a small trade uh, made <laughs> yesterday involving the Phoenix Suns and a certain guy named KD, Kevin Durant, who is not going to be in uniform, but I was stunned when I saw this player prop, and I am taking the under on Chris Paul, 17 and a half points Ugh. in the game tonight against the ATL. You look at Chris Paul, he's hit the under in three of his last four. And in the month of February, yeah, he's getting the minutes played, 32.0 in that category. And he's averaging 9.3 field goals attempted per game. But he's shooting a miserable 26.3% from the field and 14.3% from the three-point arc. Uh, he just recently, on February 1st, played the, the Hawks, and he only had uno, dos, tres. He had three stinking points. That is it. So far in the trend, I think it's going to be my friend here, Chris Paul, under 17 half points. Pulled it from BetMGM at minus 110. Lundy, fade or follow? I will follow because right now, I think teams could actually, I think playing defense on Chris Paul is optional. I said this on You Bet Tonight a little over a week ago um, uh, on altitude there in, in Colorado that that you could do that with Chris Paul because he was in such a he's in such a shooting slump. Like you, you massive. You don't need to guard him right now. He's not a threat. Nope. Um, to score and so until he actually finds that rhythm again, um, take the under. Um, I I I agree with you one hundred percent. Seventeen and a half is way too high for a guy that right now can't throw it in the ocean from the beach. Yes, Chris Paul, let the scoring black hole continue. Please take the under seventeen and a half points. Number four. Oh, well, a change of voice. Uh, suddenly, uh, you got a little bit higher there with somebody grabbing you in the wrong place and twisting, Lundy. It seems like that was the case. Uh, I numero wish. quattro on the Feed 5 podcast today. Let's go to college basketball. Let's go out west where we are in the West Coast Conference. I'm taking Loyola Marymount plus eight and a half at home against St. Marys, and I know you're thinking, well, the Gales and Aiden Mahaney, uh, they went off and they beat uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs in overtime in Moraga, but this could be a letdown game. Uh, those St. Marys unblemished away from California this season. They are number four uh, in effective field goal percentage on the road. That's why they're 4-0 and overall in those road matchups. They're giving up just 40.4% inside the arc and 32.4% outside of it, and they're also stroking it uh, with incredible aptitude from long distance, 40.7% three-point percentage on the road. You look at LMU, 10-2 at home this season, and the fighting Bo Kimballs uh, shooting 38.9% uh, from along the arc in conference play and giving up just 29.9% along the perimeter as well. So pretty good defense from Marymount, uh, pretty good offense as well, and a game that uh, has some meaning there in the West Coast Conference. I'm not saying they're going to upset St. Mary's, but I think they are going to get the cover. Give me the Gales by five, which means LMU plus eight and a half, minus 110 at MGM. Lundy, fade or follow? Ooh, I'm not so sure about this one. I can't quite decide. Both of these teams pretty decent against the spread. Yep. Uh, LMU, uh, for, I think 14, nine and one. Uh, St. Mary's 14-8-2. And and remember, LMU won in the kennel earlier this year. But back-to-back -back games that 
LMU has not covered against the spread, despite getting it uh, 4-0 and against the spread prior to that. Uh, let's see here. Roll the dice. Carry the one. Okay, I'll follow on this one. Because <laughs> uh, I'm with you. Because St. Mary's should win this game. But I do think that, that Loyola will keep it close. Mary Mount! Mount up! Take them. Plus eight and a half. Number three. All right, number three. Numero Trace here on the fade five. A little bit more of a deeper uh, tone there that you had. Uh, give me another, you know, day, and this voice will be very gravelly. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah lots of talking on uh, Radio Row this week. You start to lose your voice. And uh, people are going to be talking about USC, I believe, tonight after their matchup in Eugene. I'm taking the Trojans. Fight on plus four and a half on the road there uh, against the Fighting Phil Knights. And I think SC's going to keep this one nice and snug. Maybe not win this sucker in the end, but they have the length, they have the athleticism, and they have the defensive chops to neutralize what Oregon is best at, which is scoring inside with the best paint teams uh, in the nation. And uh, number one in two-point percentage offense in the Pac-12. But you look at the USC, number one in two-point percentage defense. So strength versus strength. I uh, got Boogie Ellis as well, uh, and uh, as well, too, some of their ancillary players on this team can really stroke it from outside. They just defend very well as a collective. Number three in effective field goal percentage defense in Pac-12 action. They're 3-3 three three, straight up on the road this year. Again, I'm not saying they score the dub in Eugene, but they're going to keep this under the 4.5. I'll take them plus the points. Lundy. Minus one ten at Bet MGM. Fade or follow. Uh, you know how much I hate the Ducks, so um, <laughs> sure, uh, I'll absolutely take the points uh, in in this one. Uh, uh, USC's actually won three out of the last four times uh, that these two have played each other. Um, Oregon has won a couple in a row at home, but it, it was Utah and Colorado. Um, I mean, Colorado's rancid. I mean, Colorado's really bad this year. Uh, they're incredibly Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Um, and you know the the little bit of rumblings that they were doing in the non-conference schedule uh, early the in Tennessee the season. Game. Yeah, exactly. That apparently was a complete anomaly. Yep. Uh, you know, people thought, oh, okay, well, maybe Tad Boyle's got this squad together. Nope. Uh, it was just a, it was a blip. Uh, that was it. Uh, that was, that, that was it. Sort of like uh, you and I, when I was referring to the, the entourage that Stephen A has, uh, you know, we, we are a blip. Here yeah, on, no on Radio Row. No question. Uh, compared to Stephen A. So I will follow on this one, but it's because my hatred of the Ducks is showing. That's really what it all comes down uh, to. There's a certain four-letter word that rhymes with duck. That's what Lundy's saying. And me too as well. Take SC. Yes. Now, it is a hashtag tequila Thursday, Brad. Yes. And that means we got to talk about our friends at Suavecito. Yes. Suavecito tequila available at Total Wine and more. Uh, Forbes magazine asked a bunch of tequila experts uh, from various places across the country that know the love juice. And that simple question was, what is the best tasting tequila in these United States of America. And a week later on the front page of Forbes, none other than Suavecito Añejo. Score some love juice tonight. Again, at Total Wine and more. Uh, drink it neat. That's what I like to do because you get those vanilla nodes and it adds a little extra entertainment on this uh, to hashtag Tequila Thursday and betting fiesta. Go out and pick up a bottle of Suavecito tonight. And if you're a local liquor store doesn't have it, request it. We would appreciate it. Gracias. Number two. Numero dos of the feed five today. Going back to Cali. Cali. 
Cali with Santa Clara, the Broncos. And, of course, thankfully we're not talking about the Denver version because they're lousy. Yes. Uh, but we do like uh, the Santa Clara version quite a bit. I'm going to lay the 11.5 at home against the Toreros of San Diego. Uh, this could be an up-tempo game because San Diego has hit, like, the over 75% of the time in their matchups this season. So maybe a little early bonus time if you want to get Santa Clara. Uh, maybe one game parlay that with the over on an all-total. But I still like them on the standard line, minus 11 and a half. Uh, you look at Santa Clara, number 48, and adjusted tempo nationally. And inside West Coast Conference play, number three, and adjusted offensive efficiency, and number two, an offensive rebounding percentage, getting a lot of those second chances and uh, taking advantage of the glass game. A pretty good three-point shooting team in conference play, over 35%, and a decent defensive team as well. Number five of the WCC, an effective field goal percentage defense. Meanwhile, you look at San Diego, dead last in effective field goal percentage D in the West Coast Conference. They are giving up 58.9% inside the arc and 39% outside of it. They refuse to defend Santa Clara. Brandon Pajimski, the uh, University of Illinois transfer, they're going to rock, they're going to roll. They may win this by 15-plus. So Lundy, fade or follow, the Broncos. They going to do it for Steve Nash? Minus 11.5 against San Diego. What do you say? I'll take uh, I'll take that bet because of uh, San Diego. I'm, I'm looking at Ken Palm right now. Adjusted defense, number 342. Oh, my gosh. That's San Diego from a defensive oh perspective. Gosh. Remember, folks, there's only 300 and what, 53? 63. 363. Yeah. There's only 363, good. and San Diego is number 342. Oh, my goodness. In adjusted defense. That's all you need to know. Take the bet with Brad. Yeah, definitely fade San Diego. Roll with Santa Clara. Number one. Oh, numero uno. It'd only be appropriate. Uh, the conference that is my favorite. No, it's not the Mountain West. It's the Big Ten. We have a sizable matchup tonight as the Iowa Hawkeyes are going to Mackey Arena, one of my favorite places to consume live college basketball to take on the top-ranked Purdue Boilermakers. And I am laying the chalk, minus 7.5 right now, at BetMGM. Uh, Purdue has a blip on the radar. They did lose to Rutgers at home early this season in a game that came down the final moments, and Cliff Amore played a massive role in that game. But that's their only loss inside Mackey. They are 11-1 and one, where they are number two in adjusted offense efficiency in the nation on the season in those home contests. And number four in offensive rebounding percentage. Why? You might have heard this guy, Zach Eady, who's playing like Shaq Eady. Shout out to my friends at Field of 68, Rob Doster, for dropping that wonderful nugget. But it applies. They're getting a second chance opportunity. 40.1% of their possessions in Iowa. Uh, they are 2-4 and four away. Uh, from Iowa City, number 112 on the road in adjusted defensive efficiency. Number 299, shockingly enough, in defensive rebounding percentage, which plays perfectly into Zach Eady's hands, getting those second chances. And Iowa, too, this one will floor a lot of you. Number 256 on the road, an effective field goal percentage 
offense, Ooh. which what you know, Fran McCaffrey teams are known for. So Mount Fran uh, is going to be red face. He's probably going to boil over and blow up at some point because Purdue is scoring the cover. Boiler up with me, Lundy. Fader follow. Boiler makers minus seven and a half at home against Iowa. Minus one ten at BetMGM. I am all about this one. Love Purdue laying the points seven and a half, eight. Whatever. I I, I love Purdue in this game. Absolutely love Purdue in this game. It was one of the ones I was going to throw out in bonus time if you didn't uh, decide to add it to the fade five, but it is rightfully the number one game. It's going to be a great one, uh, but I think Purdue rolls in this game. Oh, you already previewed it. It's bonus time, Lundy. Uh, NBA, NHL, college hoops. Uh, pickleball, what do you got? Pickleball? Ugh. <laughs> you betting on pickleball? What the hell are you talking oh, about? I would bet on it. Um, all right. I, I'm, I'm trying to stay a little bit away from the association tonight just Ten. because we are talking about the trade deadline, which is basically hitting as you <laughs> yeah. and I are recording. Yep. Um, the Nuggets uh, have also uh, done some trades today. Uh, Bones Highland on his way to the Clippers. Uh, they also picked up Thomas Bryant uh, from the Lakers. Oh, the Lakers. Nice. Um, but Denver is on the road this evening. They will be at Orlando and as good as Joker is, as good as Denver is in the West. They are only 10 and 15 against the spread when they are on the road. Wow. Um, so they may pull this one off, but I'm going to take the Magic plus the six points. It's also possible that Jamal Murray is going to miss his third straight game. He's dealing with a little bit of inflammation in his knee. Mm. Aren't we all? Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, so it's possible that Jamal will not be playing. So put all that together. Maybe Denver sneaks this one out, but if they do win this on the road, I do not think uh, it is going to be by that full dozen. So give me the magic to be able to cover in that one. To the ice we go. Got a couple of them for you. Tampa is at home in a rematch of last year's Stanley Cup final as the Colorado Avalanche will be there. Kale McCarr this morning. Uh, it was said he is going to miss at least two games. He got a hard hit against Pittsburgh on Tuesday. That's going to keep him out for at least two games. That's going to hurt Colorado, who has already been hurting with a number of injuries. Give me Tampa at home on the money line at a minus one 40 the lightning also 24 and 2 at home wow. this season calgary and detroit defense is optional take the over on the six <laughs> goals in that one you can get that one at BetMGM at a minus 120 and i like the new york islanders on the puck line tonight i think they're going to spank the vancouver canucks and so i'm going to take the islanders minus the one and a half and that over at BetMGM is a plus 120 the islanders just beat them on january 3rd the final was six to two vancouver is only two and six in their last eight games so there you go a little fun on the ice for you tonight like i said i'm trying to stay away from the association because of the trade deadline but i just got a i got a feeling that the magic cover tonight so i will take that one what do you have on your dance card well let's go and start off with a team i cannot bet on on my uh very convenient cell phone in illinois uh but i can out here at a wonderful kiosk or even on my device and that is northwestern and the wildcats and they are on the road at the ohio state and the buckeyes they've been cracked uh they've been quite Awful, quite honestly. They are 1-9 ATS in their last 10 games. And I do not understand why the Wildcats are catching 5.5 on the road where Northwestern has played quite well. They're 5-2 and two straight up in a way contest from Evanston, number 14 in college basketball in offensive efficiency on the road, and number 47 in defensive efficiency. They've given up too many three-pointers. Got to tighten up there because Ohio State can absolutely drain a ton of threes. But if uh, they get out there, they challenge Sensiball and friends along the perimeter. Northwestern may not just cover 
they could win straight up Ooh, on the road in a sexy. very bubblicious matchup for them against Ohio State. Two more on my board. Uh, I'm in Arizona. I got to take Arizona State plus three and a half on the road tonight at Stanford. I know they've been a roller coaster ride ASU this entire season, but they did beat the Cardinal earlier this year in December, 68 to 64. Above average defensive team, number five in adjusted defensive efficiency, impact well play, allowing just 29.9% along the arc. But Stanford, dead last in a, an effective field goal percentage defense, three-point percentage defense, uh, though they are scoring the ball at a number two clip, an effective field goal percentage offense in the Pac-12, but still plus three and a half for the Sun Devils? Uh, I don't see Stanford covering that, so I'll take the value there in that road matchup. And then last, as soon as not least, back to the WCC. Give me the over in the BYU and Pepperdine game. Yeah, the waves there. It's 150 and a half. Uh, it's all about brisk pace. BYU, number 39, adjusted tempo nationally. Pepperdine, number 10 in that category. The first matchup was 91 to 81 in Provo. Uh, and, of course, BYU getting that win, but Pepperdine, they're shooting over 40% uh, from distance in conference play, and also giving up over 40% from distance in conference play, and BYU, pretty good defensive team, but ultimately, I think the over hits, because it's been cashing often this year in Pepperdine contest, and that is a wrap on this Radio Row edition of the Fade 5 Podcast. Uh, do us a favor, Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this show. And check out our free picks on spreadsheets on the Twitter. Uh, follow Lundy at 8 Lundy. Check me out there at Noisy Huevos. As always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you.